Business Class is brought to you by the Tourism Academy, harnessing the power of science, business psychology, and adult education to advance the tourism industry and build sustainable economies. Learn how to engage your community, win over stakeholders, and get more visitors at tourismacademy.org. Steve Ekstrom here, host of the Business Class podcast from the Tourism Academy, tourismacademy.org. I am a nerd. I love to learn. And I have been looking forward to chatting with today's guest for quite some time to learn from her and her experience. Today's guest, Julie Freeman, Executive Vice President, Managing Director at MMGY NJF. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Stephen, for having me. It's great to chat with you this morning. So you mentioned that you had um, listened to a couple other episodes leading up to this. What did you think? Well, I loved it. I um, was so happy to have a chance to listen to several of your guests and industry industry peers and leaders and to really hear um, about their experiences and what led them to their careers in tourism and, and some of the ways that they're, they're leading and some of their best practices. It, it's really interesting as I, as I thought through um, some of what we might talk about today there's a lot of common themes with what I, I've heard from your other guests in terms of how they how they came to the industry or how they how they got so interested in tourism. And I, I think a lot of that resonated with me because I I started uh, in in the same way and and it was sort of by accident, but um, but started when I was uh, you know very young as a as a teenager um, and I had the opportunity to study abroad in in Spain after my sophomore year of high school. And and I think at that point, I I absolutely knew that I must do something in my life in, in travel. At that point, I did not know what that would be, but I knew that, um, that I love travel and that that would be something that I would pursue. What's something that you learned from that study abroad program that you carry with you in a day-to-day basis now? Well, I, I I cannot recommend it enough. I think it was it was part of you know the best education to to study abroad, and actually that first experience led me to do it two additional times um, during college. But it really taught me about um, you know global connections and the world. Um, while it's big, it's really small, and it gave me the chance to learn about other cultures. And I think that that's so important to learn about different ways of doing things and um, and how different cultures adapt and live and work. Um, and and that you know we all need to be flexible. And I think some of those were the lessons that that I started learning, and that there's so much to see out there. Um, and and that's something that that has led me to um, do what I do now, um, both professionally and personally. I love to travel, obviously, um, do it for work, do it in all my spare time. And um, and I, I just love learning about different places in the world, different cultures. Um, travel isn't always easy. And that's a good thing because you want to be able to experience um, so many different types of travel experiences. What destinations on your bucket list? Well, I'm really excited over the Thanksgiving holiday. I am going to the Maldives in Egypt. Um, actually, a two-week vacation that I've been looking forward to for a long time, and and both of those have been on my on my list for a long time. Nice. What do you What do you look for 
in a destination that you're going to be visiting as a leisure visitor? Well, I, I love the beach. So for me, um, the beach is is always something I look forward to, which is one of the reasons I, I chose the Maldives, but also culture. I love um, cultural experiences, um, history, which is why we're, we're going to Egypt. Um, I love to learn and, and, you know, see experience like a local. So I love the food. Um, for me, it's really about choosing different areas of the world that I haven't been to before or that I want to experience more of. So I try to, I try to plan my trips, um, you know, seeing different places, different places in the world. And um, right, right before the pandemic, I had the opportunity to, um, to go to Africa. I went to South Africa and Botswana and did a safari in Botswana. And that was um, the most amazing experience. And so I would love to do more traveling um, throughout Africa. Um, I've been to Asia several times, but want to see a lot more of Asia. Um, it's so hard. There's there's not enough time to see everything that that I want to see in the world. But uh, I try to try to do a little bit at a time each year. So you mentioned already a couple times that you love to learn. Where do you think you get that from? I think um, part of it, obviously, was my education growing up. Um, I, I started learning Spanish um, at a very young age um, in kindergarten, and that carried me through um, college. So um, I, I'm fluent in Spanish and, and need to use it more, need to practice it to keep it up. But um, I, I think um, that started it. And then being able to do these programs and, and travel, and a lot of it was educational, you know, doing my study abroad programs, it was a combination of travel and education and, and culture. And, and that, that combined with studying public relations in, in school, and then ultimately finding my career in travel PR um, has has really, it's just always being curious and always wanting to see new places and learn about new cultures. And so I think it started, it started at a, at a very young age. And, and, um, you know, when I, when I started my, when I started my career, I, you know, knew I wanted to do something in travel didn't know what that was after that first trip I came back and I and I thought okay well the way I, I can do it is maybe I can be a flight attendant or maybe I can work on a cruise ship and that you know I didn't know anything about marketing or PR as a as a high school student so I that was the first thing I thought and then you know I I, I went to school I discovered PR and I I didn't know that travel PR existed though at that time. And so I worked for a few years in PR doing a number of different things and then all of a sudden at my at my previous agency um they came to my team and said, "Well, the agency's just one Mexico Tourism and your team um speaks Spanish." And so you're going to work on that account. And that was my first experience in travel PR. Um, that was in 1998. And then the rest is history. So I've, I've been working in this now ever since. And, um, you know, I've, I've had some wonderful opportunities to travel all over the world um, with clients, with media, with my colleagues. I've met some of the, the best friends um, that I keep up with um, in, in many places around the world. So um, I think, you know, it started at a very young age and, and I'm just always wanting to, to learn and discover new things and to hear different perspectives. 
What has been your best day at work? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a really hard one. Um, well, I would say it's a combination of things I would say. Um, and, and, and I don't want to say one day it's, it's many different days, but a, a, a great day for me is when we're able to deliver to our clients um, a, an innovative, creative idea that we've been working on for a while. Um, in some cases, it's been an award-winning idea, but it's also been a, you know days where I can really see my team shine and I can really see how the relationships that they've developed have led to these great results. And um, you know, that we've been able to do something that hasn't been done before um, and that helps us us and our clients um, reach their goals. And it's a great story um, that media have have picked up and, and been able to write about and that they found to be something new and interesting that they're excited about about writing about. What would what what advice would you give to somebody who is working currently in in tourism and says to themselves, geez, we need a PR strategy or we need PR. You know, what, what advice would you have for them aside from hire a remarkably skilled firm like yours? Well, I would say um, for anyone that thinks that they might need PR, the first step would be um, talking to us or someone like us um, to really understand what their objectives are um, to understand um, and help them figure out what differentiates them from other travel brands or other destination brands so that we can really dig in and find those, um, you know, unique messages that make them special. And then that's where we start building the messaging and the storytelling. And um, we start figuring out what um, partnerships might work for them, where they should have a presence, um, who on their team should be the face of that brand. So those are all the kind of things that that we think about um, when we're when we're putting together a, a PR strategy. Tell me about a time when things didn't go as you expected, and what you learned from it. Wow. Well, I think. Um, I think COVID, COVID obviously was um, a time that didn't go as any of us expected, and and it was um, you know up and down every day um, for you know two years, um, and obviously the beginning of COVID, everything was unknown. It was constant. Um, fielding calls from clients, not knowing what what we should do, um, needing to pause or halt the work, um, and then figuring out how how do we keep people excited about travel when we can't travel? And so I I think that's probably, and I'm sure a lot of others share that that sentiment with me that. Um, that was that was certainly a, a long period when things did not go um, the way we expected, but we learned so much from it and think have come out um, with learning how to work differently, learning how to work smarter in many ways, coming up with um, ideas and, um, you know, that we never knew we could have done on behalf of our clients. Um, so that I think that's the example I would use what's something that you see your clients being more open to now 
than they were before COVID. So um, we do a lot of work with um, with media and do a lot of press visits. And we were doing um, a lot of group visits in the past. Um, I think now we're seeing a lot more individual visits. We still do the group ones, but we do a lot more individual. And I think clients have been more open to working on the journalist's timeline, on really helping them discover um, the unique aspects of their brand, of their destination, of their hotel, um, and letting us really work with, with the journalist to create the story um, in the way that they want to tell it instead of having a very um, specified itinerary for them. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot more flexibility than, than we used to see. We have a term that we use here and that is education with empathy. You know, it is first understanding what inspires the other person, what they're looking for, what their goals are, and then matching, in our case, the educational experience to their need. Uh, and it sounds like that's something very similar that you're talking about now and, and that um, it, it's less of a churn. You know, it's it's less of a, a a mandate to run these PR visits and these media visits than it is really a, a, a treat and a special, um, a special opportunity. Absolutely. I think it's really about working with our clients, working with the media, in many cases, working with influencers, working with the industry and finding out what technique will work best for the media to tell the story. So um, it's not, I mean, a lot of times we're still using the traditional tactics, but we're also seeing a lot more, um, you know, changes in the media landscape that we're having to adapt to. So it's really working very closely to build those relationships, to um, dig deep, to find the stories that we want to tell and to do it more on an individual basis. Um, it's still using a lot of the tools like sending out a press release, but that's not the only tool anymore. It's really like the one-to-one -one pitch. It's the personalized pitch that we have for our, our key media that we're trying to reach out to and and really coming to them with something that we're not going to someone else with. Um, so it's a lot of a lot of customization and a lot of like you said, hearing from both sides what they want and then matching that up. Who do you look up to as a mentor? Well, I had uh, a wonderful um, mentor that that I worked with for many, many years at, at my previous agency. And I think she really taught me um, so much of what I know. And then, of course, I have mentors here at MMGY Global um, who, I, who I work with on a daily basis. So I think a combination of, of those things, um, you know, really taught me um, how to how to lead um, a PR team, um, how to develop these long lasting relationships with my clients. Um, and really a lot, I would say, in the last couple of years, um, how to really communicate and be a presence in the industry. I'm starting to do a lot more, um, you know, working with industry groups. Um, I'm working with um, Destinations International um, to co-lead their their PR and communications committee next year. I've been doing a lot of work with HSMAI, so really becoming very um, involved um, in the industry. 
what does it mean to you to be involved in the industry? Why, why is that beneficial to you and to your business? Well, I think it's it's personally fulfilling um, to to be involved. I think giving back um, to this industry, um, giving back, finding new ways of of working, helping to um, be innovative and lead the industry forward. That's all. That's all really important to me, as well as helping to um, you know shape um, the next generation of of leaders and and people that I'm working with. What advice would you give to your younger self? There's some advice that I like to give people that are just um, just joining our agency or joining the business. I, I, I mentor um, several university students and then also, um, you know, and a mentor to to several people here um, that I work very closely with. And I think one of the things that I always say to them when they when they start is be a sponge. So starting out is your time to like soak it all in, to um, you know, participate in everything, to start to build those relationships, to nurture those relationships that you'll have with colleagues, with clients, with media. Um, some of those will last your entire career. This industry is very small. And so um, it's so important to keep those relationships up. And And there's so many ways that you can find to connect people. And, and we like to really think of ourselves as, as you know, storytellers, connectors. Um, and so I think that's really important for people starting out. I, I think it's really important to be flexible and to learn how to work with others, to learn how to work with different styles of, of people. And I also think it's really important, of course, to be passionate about the work that you're doing. And that's, I mean, travel is, is the best business. Uh, we're all in it because we love to travel. So um, do what you love and then it won't feel like a job. And and that's certainly the way I, I feel. Um, and then push yourself push others around you, challenge yourself to, to be the best that you can be, um, and always look for, for new ways of doing things. Um, I think it's really important to inspire ideas at all levels. And of course, to make it about your team, not about yourself. So those are, those are some, that's some of the advice that I would, I would give to, to people just starting out. How, how is where you grew up, like the place that you're in today? Well, I grew up in Dallas and and today I live in New York City and I, I've lived here for about 28 years. Um, so it's very, very different than um, where I grew up, but I think um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big city girl. So I, I've lived in Dallas. I went to school in Los Angeles. I've lived in Madrid and I, I've lived in New York City. So I, I would consider myself a, a city person. Actually, my teacher that accompanied us when I did my first um, trip abroad my sophomore year of high school. I mean, she she really helped us see um, see the world um, and 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 enjoy that experience and really get to see what it was like living and learning in another culture. So I, I would I would say that was the teacher that that probably most um, influenced me um, and helped me figure out what what I wanted to do in my life. 
Well, I just love to hear a little bit about your um, experience since you've left um, New York City, which I know you lived in for a long time. Yeah. So I was in New York for about 15 years. Um, Two thirds of that I spent working on property with museums, attractions, activities. Um, I think we we probably ran into each other more than once, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and then uh, then I did the consulting thing, and I worked with destinations and helping them identify product and bring it to market, particularly the travel trade. Well, no, I moved to Fort Lauderdale because I didn't need you know the super expensive rent in New York City to look right. out at another building when I could look out at green grass and then my dog teach himself how to let himself out the back door. Um, so I moved to Fort Lauderdale and then a couple of years ago, I decided to sell my house. And I thought I would be that guy that just, you know what, forget it, where am I going? Let me go live on an island for a year. Let me just, you know, be a free spirit. But before I took off, I wanted to take a little road trip. And my next door neighbor had an RV that he had never used. He bought it brand new just before COVID and he sold it to me for what he had left on the loan. So two years later, my dog and I have been traveling as digital nomads throughout North America, um, you know, visiting places that I'd been, but I hadn't experienced, like I'd been there on a work trip I hadn't been able to experience, or yeah. seeing friends that I'd made in the industry who I've known for 25 years, and we've always had these open invitations to visit each other, but we never get the chance to. Um, so I, I got to do that. Um, some fun experiences, you know, I got to meet the potter who has, um, from the uh, Pueblo tribe who has pieces on display in the Smithsonian. And I got to meet um, crawfish harvesters and farmers in Louisiana and people who released turtles into the wild in Mexico. And yeah, I mean, it's it's been a, a tremendous experience. You know, men, dinner with the Mennonites in Canada and you know, introducing my niece to Amish people when we're, you know, in, in Pigeon Forge. And it's just been a really, really cool experience. That's fascinating. I, I, I think that's, it's, that's amazing. And where, where are you now? Where are you headed next? <laughs> so right now I'm actually sitting in a hotel. Um, <laughs> my van, I dropped my van off this morning for some repairs and it'll be there for two nights. Um, today is a Wednesday. I picked the van up on Friday and I do not have any reservations for where I'm going to go Friday evening. Um, when I started, I used to plan a couple months in advance. Mm -hmm. I don't do that anymore. Um, and, and I think that that has been a real gift to myself is to be present in the moment. Yeah. This is where I am today. And I'm not worried about where I'm going to be tomorrow. I'm not worried about where I have to be next week. Uh, this is where I am. And, you know, I think that that has been a great experience. You know, I was in Mexico and I stumbled into a, a ranch, you know, in a canyon outside of Los Cabos. And I stayed there for five weeks. Or I found a cute beach spot and I stayed there, stayed there for two weeks um, because I, I can. And, and I think that that's one of the gifts that, you know, working remote and accessibility and, and you know, and COVID to some degree has given us. Yes, you know, I think people yes. are much more understanding to that working remote lifestyle and to that, um, whether it's a digital nomad or somebody that works from home, uh, I think people are much more receptive to that. Yeah, I, I think that you being able to do that is fantastic. And, and I agree with you. Planning, planning, of course, is necessary for a lot of things. But I do think 
that's one lesson that COVID taught us that you can plan and plan, but you can't all, you don't know what's going to happen. So, um, you know, living, living in the moment is, is something we, we all have to do more of. Uh, a great quote, uh, one of my friends told me is to wear the world like a loose garment. It fits, but, you know, I'm not hung up on it. It's been a real pleasure talking with you this morning. I'm so glad I got to do it. And, and I hope, you know, come visit us in New York when you get back here and, and hope to see you soon. I would love to. Thank you for joining me here on the podcast. Thank you, Stephen. Have a great rest of your week.